Hi there, welcome to HR Shop Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Adams. This show delves into the details of HR through conversations with smart, experienced, and successful professionals who've done the work. You can also find me on YouTube where you can talk to me and other people like yourself. Today, my guest is again, Marina Kolesnikova. Marina did some tests for me a way long time ago, and they've impacted me ever since and given me things to think about as I've moved through my career. And my tests, as I recall, if we're going to talk about application, was somewhere between development and recruitment. Frankly, I don't actually remember. But anyways, so Marina, hello, how are you? I'm very good. How are you doing, Andrea? I'm great. I'm great. And interested in this one, too. So we're going to talk about how to actually use these tests. So when clients are coming to you, typically why? What are they hiring you for? Um, well, the majority of the time they come to us uh, to help them with recruitment, not with selection and hiring external okay. candidates. That will be really 85% of assessment uh, we've been doing for our clients. Uh, but um, especially recently, we have more and more requests for doing developmental assessments. Mm. Um, developmental assessments are different. They're similar in the process. They're similar in terms of we use a battery of tests. Uh, we use the interview. But our interview is more in-depth. It's broader mm-hmm. because we're trying really to understand a person's potential. And that's how a developmental assessment is different. We're not talking about the fit for a particular position. Uh, we try to understand where a person is now, what their potential is, what the gap, what they need to do differently mm. or, or better to be able to reach their potential. Sometimes it involves exploration of their career direction, so they may not be on the right or in the best position in the right uh, career. Sometimes we're talking about transitioning to leadership roles and what it means uh, in terms of development, how they would transition to that uh, to that position. Uh, it's a much more in-depth uh, feedback session with an individual, and we write a longer uh, uh, report with developmental okay. areas what this person may need uh, to develop. We coach, we, we don't coach in a true sense, it's not a long-term coaching, but with developmental assessment, we usually conduct a couple of sessions after the assessment. Um, the best utilization of the report is to discuss it with several people, people who know per, uh, person quite well, and they can really provide with more exams or more suggestions on the job or from their personal life, what this person can do we can do differently. Mm. So more in-depth, more involved, uh, there are more connection with the individual. Um, And as I mentioned, really recently we have more uh, requests for doing developmental assessment. Maybe it's related to uh, retention because uh, as you know, much better than I do, it's one of the challenges in the HR world, how to retain people and how to identify talents earlier in their career development, not at the point where a person wants to leave the organization. Did you answer the next question was, what was the most common assessment applications in the organization? Uh, in terms of applications uh, that would be selection uh, selection and development, but um, another very common uh, application will be when, uh, uh, when assessment is used for promotion. And it seems to be okay. almost the same thing, selection or promotion, but in reality it's not exactly, uh, because uh, promotion always happens based on the current performance and the current position. 
but it's very hard to predict how a person will uh, behave or succeed in the next level. Oh, and often it happens that people fail. It's so true. It's a cliche. Cheapers. How many people's like your performance in your current position does not predict your performance in a future position? But it's it, it, it's true because I mean it's it, it's really if you think about how can we how can we predict uh, and person may not be ready or may not really have the skills. Right. They, the principles is again well known uh, terms. Everyone reaches the principles at a certain point, and it's very difficult for an individual to understand whether they've reached or not. Everyone or most people they want to be managers, they want to advance to executive position, but as we know, not many people have this potential. So, and when we do an assessment for promotion, this our MPI analysis actually management potential, the key word is potential here, uh, becomes critical because that's how we would predict what maybe the company cannot see at this level, but that it will be challenged. It will create certain challenges for an individual to go to the to go to the next level. Um, when we talk, when we can talk about the leadership pipeline, right, and moving from a let's say frontline manager to the next level, to the mid-level managers, becoming more strategic, dealing with changes, uh, sometimes dealing with uncertainty, and these days it's more and more important. It's very difficult to understand whether a person will be able to do this based on their current performance as a frontline supervisor. They may right. be great as a frontline supervisor, but not as good as middle-level manager. So... I know. And I think you touched on something that just really resonated for me was um, the Peter principle. And okay, quickly remind us what that is. Oh, it's a level where a person achieved and they could be a progression. They have skills and they succeed. But after this level, likely they will not be successful because they not, they do not have competency, they cannot have ability. And it's not only experience. It's really they may be lacking in certain characteristics which would, uh, would not allow them to go beyond this level. And identifying the speed of principles level, I, I understand it's extremely important. That's coming back to a developmental assessment. And, and the assessment is designed to help people to be more motivated and excited about what they do, but also to be self-aware to be self-aware in terms of their potential limits and self-aware how to utilize their current strengths and uh, be successful uh, in the position or maybe maybe look at lateral move if they may not have uh, sufficient skills or abilities to go up to the next level of management, for example. Yeah. So, well, and I think that was a great point. Even the individual or even, you know, their managers aren't really going to know if someone has, you know, has has maxed out their potential, but you can tell, can't you? Uh, we, we believe with the 6.5 accuracy, we can tell. <laughs> on the other hand, on the other hand, sometimes we can we can find a diamond in the rough. Oh. A person who may be for various reasons shy or um, may not have this ability to promote themselves in the organization. Uh, but uh, when we do an assessment, we can see 
uh, how much potential this person has. And it's a matter of finding the right position, the right level, mm. um, and the fine, maybe defined career development for them. Uh, we, that, that I really love this kind of assessment because it's also beneficial not only for the individual, which usually boosts their self-confidence and maybe clarify their career direction, but also for the company. They can yeah. look differently. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's about helping our clients with the with mapping up career direction of this uh, potential uh, future leaders or just retaining them in place and helping them with, with, with developing. What do you need from your clients? I mean, it just seems like you can do, you could, you can nearly work miracles, but, but only with the information you have. So what do you need from clients to be successful at what you do? Uh, from the clients, when they, when they initiate the assessment, uh, we really need to understand not only the job requirements, which we get from the job description, and we usually get it uh, from HR manager. Um, we try to understand the context, organizational context, challenges of this position, uh, future challenges, um, maybe potential expectations from the company, from the incumbent of this role, uh, fit for the team, fit for the culture. So the cultural, cultural characteristics is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, and with existing clients, we are quite uh, up to date. We know, we believe at least that right. we know those qualities, but with a new client, we spend a lot of time uh, to understand this. We do our homework before we can start doing an assessment because it really would add to the accuracy of the assessment if we understand this, this characteristics, how to define the fit for the culture. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then, as I mentioned, I described the process. Once we understand this, then we set up the tests and then we just get it started uh, with, yes. uh, with the person. So often, I imagine your client probably doesn't know the answer to many of those questions, just guessing. Um, and so you're probably, they're probably on a journey with you. I was just going to follow up on this particular point because I, I agree with you 100%. And that's why the when we clo the closure, the last step uh, of, of doing this assessment after we generate the report, we send the report to the client very frequently. Frequently, we have a discussion yeah. with the HR manager or hiring team, especially uh, when they hire for a senior leadership position. And this discussion, it's not about how we measure or what oh, we yeah. measure. Yeah. Read this report, they know what it is about. It's really, it's a conversation. What are they looking for? Is mm. this a good fit? And sometimes uh, we, we usually, this conversation, we facilitate this discussion. And sometimes it's really members of the hiring team. They discuss it with each other. They ask the right questions, will help, will help them make a decision. They mm -hmm. will need to make a well-informed decision about this, uh, this particular candidate, uh, mm -hmm. not us. Our role is to help. And um, we see ourselves not just the expert in psychometrics, we see ourselves as trusted advisors. Mm. We hope that we mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. When client can rely on us and ask us tough questions or challenge the assessment results, we we'll mm -hmm. love those situations where we may identify something which uh, clients cannot see on, in the interview or a reference check. It's not visible. It's hard. It's difficult, like dark side personality, mm. almost 
yeah. never ever you will be able to identify those in the interview for obvious reasons. Right. So this conversation with the client, I think, makes us uh, feel part of the selection process as part of a team and add value to, to them making a good decision. So Marina, how, what are the signs when, that you're adding value to your client? Um, the best uh, really science, like the golden standard, is uh, to conduct a predictive validation study. Oh. Um, and what it means, it means that we have the uh, test results. And by the way, we have a secure uh, testing platform uh, when the candidate is doing the test. And we collect yeah. automatically collect data point uh, to give you an idea. We have um, hundreds of data points per candidate. So we have in a, yeah. a really, really large database which can be used for analytics. So we correlate with the test results with actual job performance uh, and the, the criterion. So the performance is usually done by superior or there may be some objective indicators of performance. It, it's quite a complex statistical analysis of this correlation. And it allows us to understand the accuracy of our assessment. Mm -hmm. uh, we can eliminate certain tests to certain scales if they're not oh. doing Effective yeah. job. Yeah. Um, so for the, for the uh, uh, client, it's also important to understand what we do and uh, how we add, add value. So this will be really the golden standard and how we know that uh, we are successful. But in terms of day-to-day uh, -day life, we have long-term clients. Some of our clients, like Tech Metals, we've been working for them for 25 years. Yeah. It tells you a lot. London Drugs, the same, 25 years. The Jim, Jim Patterson Group, for some mm. of the companies. And this longevity of our relationship, it's not only work, it's really a relationship with the clients we established and we cherish and we develop. It's an indicator that we are successful. Mm. Clients refer us to other clients. Mm. Yes. I hope yes. that also will be a very good indicator. Yeah, We talked about this fair bit on the other episode, but just let's touch on it again. You um, also do psychological assessments. Well, you do a variety. Um, you've talked about promotion here, but how are the tests you might do for promotion different from development, different from recruitment? Um, the great question, Andrea. The test per se may be the same, but the test is a tool. Mm -hmm. It's really the tool in a design in a we need to framework we need to understand why and what we are doing for, uh, for which what what is the purpose so when we use the same test for example for um, doing assessment for let's say mid-level management position and for doing developmental assessment of a person who is in this position in the organization but it's really utilization it's really the outcome the interview is different if we talk about selection okay. and development of assessment and as i mentioned report is very different and uh with the selection assessment for example yeah we identify strengths and weaknesses for example um a person may not be very assertive in terms of uh, dealing with conflict or dealing with difficult situation in the organization and management position may detract from their success with a developmental assessment uh we want to increase the awareness of a person that they're not very assertive uh, if they are quite aware okay. of the next, okay, what we can do right let's think let's see yes. 
Look, yeah. is the best way for you to be an assertive because, well, just say, well, try to be assertive, likely nothing will happen. <laughs> it's, it's very not, frustrating. Nothing, nothing really happens overnight. So, yeah. so we look at other personality characteristics and try to help them um, understand what is the best, the most comfortable way for them to go a little bit outside outside of their comfort zone. Uh, not yes. jump, not leap. Really, it's a step-by-step process, and we write it in the report and guide them and encourage them to get to get feedback. Okay, so feel the whole process as opposed to uh, tests, which are tools. Yeah. Um, it does just lead me to a question, which you may know the answer to just because of your expertise, but it isn't really related to that Um exactly to this episode but you were talking about incremental growth and small steps and you see all this feedback on and these you know memes almost on LinkedIn about you know putting yourself outside your comfort zone is there part of the getting out of your comfort zone that is is going to create growth and then to you know some extent is just going to create too much failure like, is there an optimal growth spot? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and therefore, if we think about uh, where we are now, let's say comfort zone will be just a little bit outside of it. Yes. Right? Um, but we also need to understand that that's what we do with uh, developmental assessment in particular. Be aware of uh, uh, strengths, your key strengths you can always rely on going outside of your comfort zone because those strengths come natural to you. For example, again, a person may be very bright and right. they really usually known in the organization as a strong technical expert, but they are reluctant to speak up, they are reluctant to take a stand, they are reluctant to persuade other people. So those are the areas for uh, development in this bit of outside of the comfort zone. Take a more stand in a meeting, trying yeah. to facilitate the conversation. Uh, initiate uh, interactions with other people that you can really persuade them to your opinions. So those kind of incremental steps which may allow a person to go outside of their comfort zone as opposed to saying, well, you go to the board meeting and you will make a presentation about how the company will right. go in five years. So right. of course this will happen. Um, uh, but also what's important to understand is that uh, when we're going outside of our comfort zone, we are really gradually increasing our self-confidence. Mm. And it's important that we have, we're having fun. It's not torture. It's not something we really, we initially may, may not want to do, but as long as we start developing new skills, it becomes another motivation. And it's a constant learning, it's a constant growing. Failures happens. Mistakes happen. So what? Would it prevent us from growing and development? Absolutely not. Because it's always a balance. It's a balance of leveraging our strengths and motivation for develop and learning from mistakes. It's, by the way, one of the questions I always ask in the interview. Uh, tell me about your mistakes and what you learn from them. You will be fascinated to hear the answer to this question. I'm that. Yeah, I bet. I, I'm as you're asking the question, I'm like, how would I even answer that question myself? <laughs> anyway, so of closing thoughts, if someone wants to learn more, where should they go? Um, you know, when's a good time to to apply this? 
just whatever closing thoughts you have at this point. We we love educating clients. Mm-hmm. We really do. Uh, current clients who knows us quite well, and especially new clients. Mm. Uh, so if you want to learn about us, uh, Stefan Fraser and Associates, it's very easy to get to our website. Um, and we really would like to we love talking about what we do, how we can uh, do assessments if assessment is needed. Sometimes assessment mm-hmm. is not needed uh, with the organization. Um, we help our clients uh, develop their talents and we are successful uh, only if our clients are successful. Mm. There is no other way for us uh, to be successful. And that's what drives our motivation. That's what we enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. We are trusted advisors, hopefully. hopefully right. You clients. know what? One question I didn't ask mm-hmm. is even how much do these even cost? Or is, is it shocking or is it going to be, well, is it going to be shocking either way, shockingly cheap or shockingly expensive? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, it really depends. It depends on the level of assessment uh, and level of position because it's ah, okay. It depends on the level. Um, it may cost from $500 for uh, just doing an assessment for a relatively low level position to uh, more, more expensive, obviously, assessment for a senior level and management. Uh, but, you know, the costs, they, we can, as we said, we can adapt any budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're also very concerned or and very clear is that we cannot compromise on the quality of the assessment. For example, if client wants us to do assessment for senior leader, but they want to utilize assessment design for just doing basic personality for entry-level position, we cannot do that just because it will not be really accurate and it, it will not be beneficial for a client. You cannot understand complex senior leadership position by using tools designed for entry level. Well, thanks, Marina. This was a great opportunity to chat again. Thanks for listening, you out there, and we will catch you next time when I talk shop with another insightful guest.